Oh, how foolish we are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. The Christian life is about being able to see reality as it is, about recognizing the truth of who God is and who we are, about seeing the Lord in all and through all as the cause of all. How often we fall short in this. How easy it is to wish that we had the benefit of the Lord himself appearing to us, allowing us the sight of him that would cast away the sorrows, cast away the confusion, and give us that certainty, that presence, that confidence. The gospel today gives us a certain consolation. These two disciples literally had the risen Lord walking right next to them, and they had no idea. Their sight was so clouded, their eyes so downcast with sorrow, that they could not recognize their friend, their Savior. There's a profound truth here. Sorrow and suffering obscure our vision. They distort our sense of reality. The horizon narrows. The world gets smaller. Others become harder to recognize. Loss, grief, disappointment can settle like a smothering blanket on a muggy day. The disciples had just suffered a shattering setback, the scandal of the cross. But there are also these confused reports that something has happened at the tomb. But these reports are something that their bruised hearts cannot quite bring them to believe. Jesus appears to them on the way, on the road. But it's not merely to show them his risen body. Perhaps that's why their eyes were prevented from recognizing him at first. Jesus shows himself to them in the same way that he shows himself to all of us, in the same way he teaches all of us, because he wants to teach his disciples, he wants to teach us to learn how to believe, to learn how to see with the eyes of faith, to learn how to see God in our sorrow, in our sufferings, with eyes downcast. Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. Do you remember what we heard in the first reading about the death of David? All of scripture, especially in the Old Testament, is a catalog of God's engagement with humanity, of his providential plan to draw us back to friendship with him, to restore us to this communion with him. And at the same time, it's a catalog of sorrow, of frustration, of exile, of mourning, of disappointment. 
How is it that we can read the scriptures? How is it that we can read the sorrows of our own lives? By recognizing that it's only with Jesus himself that we can break open and see the truth of God speaking in all of these things. God worked in manifold and various ways through Moses, through the prophets, to prepare for the one word he was going to speak, his living word, Jesus Christ himself. The scriptures aren't just a catalog of essays, unrelated historic problematics. It's a preparation for his living word come among us. And so too, it's in the cross and the resurrection, the paradox of coming to live through death, of coming to joy through suffering, of recognizing love in self-sacrifice, that God teaches us what his friendship is all about and teaches us to really be able to read the history of salvation, teaches us to begin to understand the often opaque, often dark and mysterious histories of our own life with him. Only with God's grace can we see rightly, can we read this sacred history. The disciples felt their hearts burning within them as Christ spoke to them. What finally caused them to see clearly? He took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. These words should have sounded familiar to you. You hear them every week in the exact same order, the exact same verbs. They're the same words that Father will pray in a few moments, right before he utters the words of consecration. He took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. We see God clearly. Finally, we come to know him in the Eucharist. This gospel isn't just about an event that happened on a road to Emmaus long ago. It's God's answer of how, in the midst of our sorrow, with our eyes downcast, we might come to know him. It's an account of the Mass. The word broken open and explained. Bread blessed, broken, and given. It's where we draw close to Christ, where we see him most clearly, where we receive him under our roof, as a friend, and where we pray, stay with us, stay with us a bit longer. May we do so today, receiving him worthily and well, with hearts burning within us.